Hey, this is Jonathan with Marketplace Gold. And today I am pleased to be chatting with one of uh, the people that has influenced me a bit via YouTube, which is Satoshi Aoki. How you doing, bro? What's good? <laughs> yeah, what is good? No, I'm doing very well, Jonathan. Uh, thank you very much for having me on the show today. I really appreciate that that kind intro and uh, yeah, really glad to have had um, even just a bit of an influence on on yourself. So yeah, thanks for having me on, mate. Well, the, the intro is not complete. So Satoshi Aoki <laughs> is a real cryptocurrency maven and he consistently defies the stereotypes about vegans being low energy. He, <laughs> yep. he puts out uh, videos, he puts out uh, uh, videos with with nice frequency that succinctly break down and analyze different coins, trends, and tools that are relevant to the crypto sphere. And he, what I like about him is that he makes, I think, uh, solid good faith recommendations. He will also, if he do, if, if there's something that he doesn't think is something worthwhile of our consideration or potentially investment, he uh, lets us know in no uncertain terms. And I actually uh, heard about and bought Oris, which is a gold back crypto on his recommendation. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, In fact, that's... let me let me grab my Oris card. So oh yeah, I you got the card there. <laughs> show it to people. By the way, we'll start by showing this. And what's what's cool about Oris is that you actually receive this hard wallet. So you know, you got like friends and family in your life that they don't quite believe in this whole crypto thing because it's all just, you know, ones and zeros code out there on the internet. They can't quite believe it's real, but then you, mm -hmm. you show them this and you can tell them, look, I've got, I've got gold hiding inside of that little car. They're like, <laughs> they're like yeah. oh, oh really? Maybe, maybe this is, maybe this is not all nonsense. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is something worth thinking about. Absolutely. Yeah. You are spot on. You are spot on with that, Jonathan. I, I couldn't agree more. It kind of, yeah, having that physical card. And that's, uh, that's one reason why I kind of put a lot of influence on crypto debit cards in particular, because it kind of brings, you know, it brings a bit more sort of green light or validation, I suppose, to the crypto space in kind of almost, you know, bridging that gap between, you know, maybe what the average person feels or thinks about, you know, this, this mystery cryptocurrency and kind of, you know, gives gives it that sort of, I guess, more of a retail acceptance through, you know, being able to use it with Visa and MasterCard, you know, those traditional, you know, um, finance systems that I guess the average person is more used to, right? And I think, yeah, that Aura's card is also definitely another example um, of, yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, one of the biggest things I really like about that, that not just the Aura's company, but some of these other sort of, um, sort of gold cryptocurrency based companies, as well as that, I guess they're, yeah, they're just doing a lot of bridging of the gap, right, between sort of these 
older, more traditional invent investors sort of stereotypically and allowing them to actually see that, you know, you can actually get involved in cryptocurrency in, I guess, more of a conservative way um, in comparison to, I guess, riskier altcoins and things like that, you know, pump and dumps and, you know, ICOs of 2017 and, and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that, that's awesome. And could you, do you got a few of your crypto debit cards handy there? Uh, I do. I do. Uh, do you want me to grab some? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can grab some. Uh, so yeah, I've kind of, <laughs> I kind of started out the channel by talking about a lot of these cards. This, this first one's not actually a cryptocurrency specific card, but it's the, it's the curve card. So specific to crypto.com, you can't actually use crypto.com on Apple pay. Uh, but if you attach it to your curve card, which is then attached to an app, you can actually use this curve card to basically you can use the curve app to apply Apple pay to the crypto.com card. So if you're someone that doesn't like pulling out that physical card curve is a good one to attach to your crypto.com card. If you're someone who uses crypto.com. Um, so that's like the curve card and that, that card's actually free. Um, and then I've got the Saffron swipe card. So that one's also free. I've got the free version only because I hold SXP, which is the token of the swipe network, but I hold it mm -hmm. on on-chain staking, which currently gives about 30% APY uh, straight into your MetaMask ERC20 Ethereum wallet. So if people are wondering why I don't stake for the steel card, it's because I'm just trying to accumulate more SXP on-chain while the staking rate is there because the staking rates probably won't always be so high. Uh, this is, is, the, is card. the steel yep. card actually steel? Is the steel card actually steel? That's a good question. And to be honest, I'm not 100% sure, but I'd like to think that it is. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm not 100. I feel like it. I feel like it's going to be the same, the same as this one here, like the crypto.com jade green card. And I feel almost as, yeah, if it's not going to be steel, I think people, definitely myself, are going to be disappointed, you know, given that it's called a steel card, right? Um, yeah, I know. I know. It's a good question. Though. It's a good question. I think it is. I think it is, but I'm not 100% sure. And actually people receiving these cards at the moment, I think a lot of these steel cards have been sort of, yeah, they haven't been manufacturing enough. So people are getting sent the free Saffron card, but still with the perks of the steel cards. So a bit of a shame, but hopefully they can catch up on that. Uh, and the for Jade people yep. listening to the podcast, I yep. will link below wherever they are listening to this podcast to the Satoshi Aoki YouTube channel where they can see some very nice videos that you have <laughs> of all these cards with with the, the close-ups on the cards that everybody yeah. wants to take a gander at. Yeah, you know, it's not and and just to be just to be transparent as well, um, I'm not uh I, only, I recently signed, a, not a partnership, but Swipe are an official sponsor of the channel as of recently, uh, but I kind of started the channel purely out of interest of the crypto debit card space in general. I've got a lot of videos on crypto.com, but I'm not affiliated with crypto.com in any way. I just kind of use the cards and I invested at the, at MC, I invested when they were MCO in around 2017 sort of years before the card actually came out and then kind of just followed the journey along. Um, if you want to see, that's the first one I had. So that's the Ruby red card. That was the first that's one the I had. That's the best looking one for sure. It's a nice, if, that's a if nice one. If you were one. trying to impress a date, that would be the one. you'd. That's the one, right? Totally, totally. That one only gives 2% cash back. And then 
The one that my uh, partner Karina and I are actually using at the moment is, is this one. So that's the Jade Green. So that gives you free Spotify, free Netflix, and you also get a uh, 3% cash back paid in the CRO token directly into your available uh, balance on the crypto.com app. The first card I ever got was the Wirex card. I had some technical difficulties with that card, so I actually shut down that app. I don't use that one anymore, but I still hang on to it just as a bit of a souvenir. So I don't personally mm -hmm. recommend Wirex as a company. The app was quite glitchy and yeah, I had issues losing some money, but they, I got the money back. It was just some money went missing and I had to That's go through a bit no of a- no bueno. Yeah, no bueno, <laughs> exactly. Um, I got the Coinbase card just because they had a card available, but there's no extra perks with that card. Um, I've never even used it, but I just thought I'd get it because it was it was free to get. There you go. I got another Wirex card as well. There's my Aorus card, which yeah, I'm just I'm just hodling for for the meantime. I've got my Aorus card there, and I think I think in terms of cryptocurrency cards, yeah, that's that's all I've got for you, Jonathan. Yeah, they're all the cards and there, mate. My stupid question: Can you use those to take money out of an ATM? Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you can. So I mean, anywhere. So these cards, I mean, we've got the crypto.com. Yes, we've got the Coinbase. We've got the SXP. They are all MasterCard. Oh, sorry, they are all Visa based. So you can go to any ATM internationally and you can withdraw cash uh, from that fiat currency up to a just typically the same as your standard debit card. So I think the limit on the crypto.com card is maybe they do change sometimes, but it might be 500 US dollars a day in cash with, that you can withdraw from an ATM. So it works in the same way as a traditional debit card, except that we, we're just getting that cash back and there are other perks that do come with the card. Um, the only downside, the only downside is it's a top up card. So you don't, you don't, well, I'm here in the UK. So we call it like a sort code and account number. I don't know what you call it in Colorado or Bulgaria, but you don't get that sort of, yeah, you don't get that sort code or account number. If you want to set up a direct debit, for example, you're not going to be able to have those numbers. That's the only downside. So you can't do like a bank transfer with like a Swift code internationally, uh, but who needs that with cryptocurrency these days? That's kind of like, that's the way I see it anyway. That's kind of one of the big positives of crypto. You can, you know, transfer abroad without the hassle of, you know, having to use Swift codes and numbers and, you know, wire transfers and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And would crypto.com be your top recommendation for getting a debit card? Look, I think, I mean, look, it really, it kind of depends really. I mean, I would say, I would say it's going to be between the crypto.com and the swipe card. Look, if I'm being completely honest, and this is me not even being biased about me being sort of sponsored by swipe i personally think the best two the best two cards for the average person are going to be between the jade green crypto.com and the swipe steel card okay the swipe steel card gives you a four percent cash back paid in the sxp token okay the jade green is giving you a three percent when you have the swipe steel card you're getting as far as i'm aware amazon 100% reimbursed, Spotify, 100% reimbursed, and Netflix, 100% reimbursed. And you're also getting some other savings as well. I think there's some on Uber, Travala, and maybe even booking.com. So I guess the question, I guess you kind of got to, you got to look, if you're deciding, definitely- 100% reimbursed, what does that mean? So basically, so 
So what it is, so let's just take crypto.com, for example. Okay, so you've got that card. This gives you 100% reimbursement on your, yeah, your Netflix and your Spotify. So you load this card up and you attach these card details to your Spotify Netflix account. Okay, you have the card loaded up. You pay for the Netflix and Spotify with that card. And as soon as that payment goes through for the month, you get 100% reimbursed in the CRO token. The CRO token goes into your available balance of your CRO cryptocurrency wallet on the crypto.com app. And then from there, it's liquid. So you can either choose to hold it in there or you can, if you want, you can convert it for Bitcoin or Ethereum, another cryptocurrency, or you can load it up straight onto the card and use it to spend. So it's not like, I think a lot of people might be wondering, okay, that's great. You get paid out, but how long do you have to leave the CRO token in the, in the wallet for? You don't have to leave. There's no minimum time. You can... I guess you can exchange it. And that's normally what I do. So normally I'll get my payments back in CRO token for my Spotify, my Netflix. Okay. And then once they come in each month, I'll usually just convert them out to something like Ethereum. And then I'll use that Ethereum to put on to the earn section of crypto.com where I'm getting 5.5% APY per year based on that. Yeah. Sorry, a bit of information, but yeah, you just kind of got to you know, you got to take it while it's there. That's my approach anyway, all the perks. <laughs> okay, I just got a really devious idea <laughs> yep. that, that nobody should do, but I can't resist. Okay, I can't okay. Resist it. Okay, so all you're right. talking about Amazon and yeah. there is a hustle that is widely ran on Amazon where there's like a bunch of Facebook groups where different companies are incentivizing five-star reviews of their products by, okay. by giving people, they, they say, buy my product, I'll send you okay. money via PayPal or, okay. or whatever to buy my yes. product and gotcha. then buy it and we ship it to you. And then you leave a five-star verified Amazon review on the product and maybe we pay you like $10 extra I for see. the verified review that, okay. that, that and then you get to keep the you essentially get paid like ten dollars to trial a product and then like okay. have no personal integrity with with the reviews that you leave on the internet so right. if you were getting reimbursement on amazon purchases via that card like you could really you could like get free stuff off of amazon and then like <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a, that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do it largely because it's so hard to get Amazon stuff shipped here, but uh, maybe, okay. maybe there's somebody out there that, that, you know, needs uh, gifts, wants to get sweet gifts for that special person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take advantage of these, these giant loopholes that these corporations leave in their systems. There are a lot of loopholes. There are a lot of loopholes, you know, in these systems that, yeah, no, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah. You just got to be, yeah, you got to be smart. You know, you just got to be smart and you just got to be aware of these things. I think, yeah, but you're, you're totally right. That's a, that's I, although I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to crack down on that. I don't think that's going to be a way to make Amazon stuff fall from the sky like manna for forever. <laughs> There's probably going to be consequences at some point. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, very true. Very true. Very, very true. But yeah. So I thought it would be interesting to hear your crypto origin story. I'm not sure if you have a video on your channel where you 
where you tell that story? Uh, I, I touched on it briefly. I don't have a video dedicated to it. Um, I kind of touch on it briefly, but not really the whole story. I don't know how how much people would, would want to hear the story, but it is a it is a video I've been thinking of making for some time, and I probably will. It, it you know what it is, right? It's one of those videos where I feel you know because I am pretty early on in my I guess crypto YouTube journey. And I sort of had the channel going for I don't know maybe. Eight, eight months or so now, maybe eight or nine months. So I still feel like I'm pretty early on in the in the journey. So it's a bit like, you know, I feel like maybe it's one of those videos where I might come across a bit vain or, you know, like some of these YouTubers, they got, you know, I don't know, 100K subs or a million subs. And they just, the, the headline is just like, you know, I, I made toast, I made toast for brekkie. And they just put on a five minute video of them making some toast and they get a, a million views, that kind of thing. <laughs> So, you know, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I thought, you know, I I'd, I'd wanted to try and get to the channel to sort of some level where I felt like I could make that video and have some people actually, you know, maybe a bit interested in what I had to say, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I will make a video about that for sure. But um, yeah, look, I'm happy to shed some, some, a, a summary of it. Um, if that's what you want to hear. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, where do we begin? So yeah, I got into cryptocurrency uh, sort of, uh, what month was it? It was probably around September in 2017. So before the run up to 20, 20K BTC for the first mm -hmm. time. So I, I got into it before that. I got into it just before we had that ICO boom and everything. I knew nothing about cryptocurrency. I, funnily enough, I was actually, um, I did, I was on a seven week trip and I actually, where was I? I, I went to Bulgaria, that was one location. And I was in Thailand and I was in France. So I went to Bulgaria first. This is where I told you I went to Kitten before with a friend. I spent a, about five days there. Beautiful time, cheap, lovely holiday, beautiful weather. Then I went to France and did a trek with a French friend uh, in the French Alps for a week. That was really, really Ooh, nice. nice. And, and, yeah, no, it was awesome. And then I spent roughly a month in uh, Cambodia and Thailand. So I was away for a total of seven weeks. And when I was in Thailand, what, uh, one of my best friends from Australia, so I'm from Melbourne originally. So one of my best friends from Melbourne and Australia, he came over to Thailand to meet my mum. My mum's Thai, came over to meet us and we did a bit of traveling together and he mentioned Bitcoin to me. And I said, okay, oh, he said, have you ever heard of Bitcoin? I said, oh, I've got no idea. I had no idea what that is. He told me just a real little bit about it, but we didn't really get into it too much. He basically told me, he mentioned the word Japanese candlesticks and Bitcoin. I think he talked about how a friend of his was um, investing in something called Ethereum. Okay. But yeah, that's all I knew. And then that kind of ended there. I didn't really entertain the idea of learning more. But then when I got home to London, where, which is where I currently live, I was living with my Bulgarian housemate who I went to Kitten with. He had already come home earlier on in the trip. trip. And I came home and he mentioned to me that he was investing in this cryptocurrency called NEO. Okay. Um, and there was a lot of hype around NEO at that time in 2017. He gave me a little bit of a rundown and I said to him, oh, that's a bit of a coincidence. A friend was just talking to me about Bitcoin on this trip. And, you know, I'm pretty like open-minded to these things and was sort of, I just read a couple of books uh, by, well, a few books by Robert Kiyosaki about financial freedom and all that kind of thing. Right. So I kind of like had a bit of an epiphany on this seven week trip thinking to myself, I was working as a personal trainer. I uh, didn't really know business was going well. wasn't really sure, I guess, what I wanted to do for the next five years of my life, whether it was to start a gym up or something on my, of my own or stay in the UK. I wasn't sure. 
then I kind of read these books by Robert Kiyosaki, you know, it's kind of like property guru. And I kind of decided to myself, what am I doing? I need to, I need to achieve this financial freedom thing. I just, it just has to happen. And so it all came at Get like- Get over on the right-hand side of the cash flow quadrant. Exactly. You're hundred percent right. You know, this man knows exactly getting over onto that right-hand side of the cash flow quadrant, the investor mindset uh, and the bit, yeah, the business and the investor, professional investor. I said, I have to get over to this side. It's just, th there is only one option. I must do this. I was thinking, what's the best way I can do this at the moment with the tools I have. And basically cryptocurrency seemed like it, it might be an option. So I basically started small. Um, I got the Coinbase app and I bought my first, uh, 300 pounds worth of Bitcoin, I think when Bitcoin was maybe around 3,500 US dollars, something around that mark. Okay. I bought about three, bought around 300 pounds worth. And I ended, I ended up just buying little bits, little bits. And then I, I just, I was having fun with these altcoins. I knew, I basically didn't really know what any of them did. I was buying some BNB at ICO stage. I bought some NEO. I got involved in um, this deep brain chain ICO. I put in $900 and it got to 30,000 at one point and then dumped basically to zero eventually after the ICO boom. But in short, I might've had about 3000 US dollars invested before the run up to 20K in 2017. My portfolio probably got up to about 50,000 US dollars. I was uh, looking on Blockfolio, seeing my, my value go up. And I was just like, this is amazing I'm, I'm i've been doing this for like just a few months and i'm already going to be retired in like the next year i was watching this value go up i'm five percent of the way to be a, being a millionaire basically basically yeah <laughs> off just a few, exactly right just off a few thousand dollar investments i was like i just couldn't this is crazy like i didn't know what was happening um anyway but yeah i watched it up i watched it go up and it kept going up and up and up and then yeah i remember i was away on, in australia and uh, I think, yeah, early Jan 2018. And then I just remember watching the price go down and down and down and down and down. And it just kept sinking, kept sinking, kept sinking. And I was just a bit like, oh, okay. Well, that was a bit short-lived. So I didn't sell. So I had some BTC I was accumulating. I had a bit of Ethereum, just some random, you know, altcoins that I had in various wallets. I was just kind of experimenting basically, right? And I kind of held, I held, I didn't sell any Bitcoin for the whole the whole time. All I was doing was buying more. So I was just buying more, buying more, buying more. And as I bought more, I started to spend more time learning about blockchain, you know, learning more about Bitcoin, learning more about altcoins, you know, getting understanding a bit more about mining, about masternodes and just any ways that, you know, you could make passive income from cryptocurrency, basically. I just found it fascinating, complicated you know, because I'm not really naturally tech savvy at all, but I was really sort of keen to learn more because I could just kind of see the potential that I suppose cryptocurrency could have. And I guess the more time I spent, the more faith I had in it and the more I started to focus and worry less about what the price was of Bitcoin, right? But more about just understanding that actually I just need to keep accumulating more because I see this is just going to keep going up. I guess for the next five to 10 years. So I kind of, I suppose, developed a more of a longer term holistic picture for my investing strategy. And I just, I, I dabbled a bit with trading, but not too much, right? I only kind of know basics of technical analysis um, at this stage, but I just thought to myself, I don't have to worry too much. I just got a ledger um, and I just started to just accumulate dollar cost average buy big chunks of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and just put them aside for the long term. And I basically did that. Oh, I have been doing that since 2017 and 
yeah, I suppose that's really been the journey. And I mean, I was working as a personal trainer as well this whole time. So I'd work as a PT, any savings I made, I'd pretty much just put all into crypto, diversifying mainly, in, again, into BTC and Ethereum, but some other altcoins that I um, do and still do, did and still do believe in now. And yeah, I guess I kind of just, you know, everyone was saying that it would crash to zero and everything. I just kind of thought, you know, I'm pretty risk adverse. I'll just keep buying more, keep buying more, keep buying more. And yeah, I mean, end of last year, we eventually broke that 20K mark again, I suppose. And I was pretty much sort of thinking, it just didn't even seem real that we broke that 20K mark. But I suppose, yeah, I was just so invested and I am just so invested. So it was so nice to actually see that happen. And then I guess, you know, that kind of pretty much brought us to where we are now when we're almost looking at like, you know, BTC breaking 50K. And I guess I, for myself, I'm just grateful that I did just hold for the whole time because it's meant that, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, it, it, yeah, it gives it just a bit more validation because as you said earlier on in this chat, you know, a lot of friends and family or whatever, they just, they don't get it. And a lot of them will never get it, but it's not, you know, it, it, the way I see it is and a lot of people say this, you know, learning about, you know, personal finance and cryptocurrency or whatever it is, it's, it's no harder than learning how to perhaps ride a bike or do some cooking or, you know, drive a car or something like this. It's a, it's a choice that you make, you know, it's a choice that you make to, to learn about these things. And, you know, the, the most ironic thing of all is that these same people, you know, that maybe they complain about money or the marriages fail because of money or they run out of time and they to not have enough time to spend with their kids. It's essentially, it's all really derived from the pressure of, of finance and money and these same people ironically they spend time and money on everything else except for their own finance and that's where they get bitten the most but that's where they're spending most of their time at their nine to five so yeah i guess all of that stuff just really kind of like you know the psychology of it it just kind of really fascinated me and i guess all of that sort of led me to the point sort of tracking back to sort of seven months ago where I'd, I'd wanted to start this YouTube channel for ages, but it wasn't going to be about crypto. I was going to do the YouTube about like fitness stuff because I'm a you know personal trainer, strength and conditioning coach. But I, yeah, I, I, I had made a lot of videos for fitness for clients. I'd done some online programs and yeah, I just kind of got a bit bored with it. So I thought, you know, I didn't really feel like I was qualified to do videos on cryptocurrency and I was overthinking it a lot, but I kind of really wanted to maybe give it a go. And then I just thought, you know what, I'll just make one video talking about this. Uh, that was the, uh, the Ruby Red, the crypto.com card. Mm -hmm. I thought, I'll, you know, I'll just make one video about this, talking about my own experience. I'll just make some videos, you know, talking about exactly what I've been through, you know, keeping it 100% real and just talking about my experience and just see how it goes. And I pretty much, yeah, I, I made one video. It got some pretty good feedback. I was pretty happy. Got a few subscribers, a few views, um, turned a few heads, got a few questions. And I thought, okay, there's something here. And then I just basically got a roll on. And then, you know, from, from then until now, sort of eight months ago until now, probably made about 100, 160, 170 odd videos and kind of just followed news few trends coins that i've invested in personally and the channel as you mentioned before is essentially only really based around you know things that i've tried the crypto debit card space altcoins that i like a bit of sponsored content um you know you know a bit of psychology behind bitcoin and then yeah so that kind of brings us to where we are now um today really yeah yeah so you have taken informed calculated risks and it's been very fruitful 
for you. And I think that's, that's a great thing to, that's a great thing to share. And yeah, the, the more mindful that people can be about their attention, the better life gets. We live in a world which is going to voraciously consume our attention with all of these petty kind of things. And uh, we need to have a higher level of agency with where our attention is focused. And that's going to define the quality of finances, relationship, health, etc. So you're, uh, yeah, you're a success story in the making. We're just, we're early days. Yeah, you are absolutely right. It's it's spot on, you know. And and I always say this to people, you know. I don't, I, I never try and tell someone or anybody, for that matter, that what I am doing is is the one and only thing or way or path that you should follow. You know, I never say that. Um, I'll never tell someone you must invest in this or you must do that or you should do this. But what I will say is that you know, I kind of I know what I've worked out what I want personally on a personal level for. I guess the next five to 10 years, I don't, it's not that I'm lazy and I don't want to work for myself or work for someone, but I don't want, you know, I don't ever want to be stressed out about, about money. Okay. I don't want to have to worry about, you know, doing something or holding back on something to pay the bills. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to be, you know, riding around in a jet plane or or have a, you know, a Tesla yacht or something in five years or something like that. But I just don't want that, you know, I just want to enjoy life without having the stress of, of money as a resource. And I think, you know, I think we're at a time now, cryptocurrency done correctly with, with proper due diligence and risk management is certainly one vessel which can be used by anybody, you know, any, anybody's got access to make a start. And I think it's, you know, what most people don't do is they just never make a start. A lot of people will talk about it, but it's just about getting your foot in the door and taking that first step. Like when I listened to my friend, I had no freaking idea what Bitcoin really was before I invested and bought my first 300 pound worth. I, I had no idea, literally zero, but I just thought I'm pretty, like whatever, it's 300 pound. I'm going to spend that on takeaways or maybe who knows, drinking or party it could be anything you know so i'm gonna blow it anyway (laughs) so why don't i just invest some and just see what happens and it was that first step it was that first step just investing a bit which then started the snowball effect of me being able to just educate myself as an average person learning more and then you know getting myself into a position where as you said yeah it's certainly uh yeah i'd like to think it's a success in the making um you know like yourself as well uh, but yeah, it's nothing, you know, it's nothing out of the ordinary, what I'm doing, it, you know, it's nothing out of the ordinary. I'm not some genius. I'm not, spe- I'm not special in any way. It's just, I, I've, I've got an understanding of what I want. I figured out the best way to achieve what I want. You know, one of the ways is through cryptocurrency. That's the main way. And I've just educated myself on that for the last three years. And that, that enable, and it's essentially like people like to overcomplicate it too much, don't they? But essentially it's just about creating more time. You know, it's just about creating more time to do the things that, you know, that, that I enjoy, I suppose. So, so yeah, people just really like to overcomplicate it. I'm sure you've had the same thing probably with friends and family. They're they're intimidated or they're scared or, or, you know, of loss and this kind of thing. But again, coming back to this whole irony thing, you know, the way I the way I see it, it's a bigger risk for me not to take these risks in cryptocurrency because I know that if I 
and again, it's not, I'm not saying it's wrong to work a nine to five. It's not wrong, right? If you, if you are truly living a happy life, working a nine to five and you, you live a happy life and you get, you have everything you want in life, right? Then that's fantastic. Good for you. But for me personally, that's not how I want to live. Okay. Um, but the irony comes where the average person say might work a nine to five, go home, lose time. Their health is bad. They don't exercise. They become stressed. Marriage breaks down. Okay. Um, and they say, oh, it's too risky. I can't afford to put a hundred dollars into Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. It's, it's far too risky. It's far too risky. But you know, the irony comes where for me, it's too risky not to, not to try something and invest because if I don't take that step and invest, I've accepted the life. Like I, if I, if I settle down to work, you know, again, I'm not dishing out on a nine to five, but just using it as an example, I can work a nine to five. I can be on a contract. I know what the salary is going to be. I can, I can see where my life is going to be in 10 years. I can tell you exactly how much money I'm going to have. But if I take a bit of a punt. It's predictably underwhelming. Exactly. Predictably underwhelming. Exactly. And that, you know, I don't want to have the predictable, you know, predictably underwhelming lifestyle. You know, I don't want that life. And I can't say for sure what cryptocurrency is going to bring in 10 years. I can tell you based on factual evidence and personal experience what it has brought me over three years. And I'm very happy. And I personally only see the cryptocurrency space heating up. I think, I think we are not even, I think we have not even got, gotten started yet you know, in the cryptocurrency space, I think, you know, it's a really great opportunity that, uh, you know, unfortunately, a lot of average retail investors are going to miss out on, at least in these early stages when it's good to get in. Um, you know, so in me taking, you know, so for me to take these small risks and everybody else sees it as a, as a risk, you know, uh, I'm giving myself an opportunity to, you know, live a life that I possibly may not even be able to imagine living in five to 10 years. So, you know, and, and that's where the psychology comes into it really. But uh, I guess, yeah, that's also something I find really interesting around it, you know. Yeah, speaking of psychology, I always urge people to get sunk cost working mm -hmm. for them towards their goals. And sunk cost is just the phenomena where mm -hmm. you spend some money on something and then you're going to be all the more motivated to see something through to fruition. So mm -hmm. I've been kind of interested in the idea of gold-backed cryptocurrency for mm. quite a while. But mm -hmm. when I actually spent the uh, 60 pounds or however much it was for the Oris card and the gram of gold that comes mm -hmm. with it, I was like, well, I just spent money on this. And so I actually went and read their white paper and started wrapping my head around this uh, fascinating trend of tokenization of real world assets. And I started mm. thinking to myself, I was like, I was like, wow, I can, I can s totally see how tokenization could be a widespread global trend with, with virtually any kind of asset with, with uh, real estate, with mm -hmm. precious metals, with, mm -hmm. uh, you can even think about like food stocks, maybe. I started mm -hmm. thinking, about, mm -hmm. uh, thinking about how tokenization of assets is probably gonna be like one of these 
major trends. And I was like, well, that, that would be a trend that I, that is a, that is a wave that I would love to be surfing. And without the sunk cost, mm -hmm. that curiosity would have never been stimulated. Sure. No, you, you're a hundred percent right. And yeah, just, just touching on that tokenization and, you know, the ability to use the blockchain. And again, it, it's another ironic thing here. Again, you know, people, you know, I don't know if you, do you know, you know the, uh, how Bitcoin was used with Silk Road and, you know, purchasing drugs off the black market in right, the early yeah. stages and, and all that stuff, right? So, you know, people are still holding on to that idea of, okay, yeah, anybody who uses Bitcoin is a criminal, they're a terrorist, they're, you know, money laundering or they're buying drugs uh, and they're, they're just trying to, you know, they're trying to keep everything a secret. And, you know, that may have been the case for, you know, some people in the early stages, but I, what I, what I, what really fascinates me is people who are, I guess, maybe more anti-crypto or Bitcoin, they use, you know, they use this argument, but, you know, things like drugs, things like terrorism, money laundering, you know, they did exist before the creation of cryptocurrency and laundered in the masses. Um, you know, people, you know, terrorists might have paid for, you know, I don't know, terrorism costs with cash, right? Probably with US dollars. So, so what, yeah, actually, what, what's, yeah, I, I was, there was an interesting podcast I listened to about how, how gold is actually used to finance a lot of nefarious, ah, nefarious things, which I'm God. sure is a, which is a story as old as, 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 ah, as old time. So absolutely. I, I, I think that we are, uh, slowly moving beyond the, the demonization of this, of this, uh, class of, a very yeah. useful uh, currencies that has tremendous uh, potential for transforming the world in a positive way. A absolutely. You're hundred percent right. You know, and, and coming back to that tokenization again, well, coming back to the, the physical gold, um, physical gold part, and you are right. Unfortunately, you know, um, you know, there is, there is a lot of corruption, a lot of, you know, enslavement and, and things that do happen um, with physical gold, unfortunately, like the, you know, the, the physical gold ecosystem is not saint worthy. It is, uh, it is extremely corrupt. Some ter you know, terrible stuff happens, has happened and will continue to happen, you know, in physical gold markets, you know, obtaining physical gold, you know, talking about effects on the environment. You know, people complain about the effects of, uh, you know, BTC mining has on the environment. What about gold? What about, you know, digging up the earth? I'm not saying that it's just, I guess, you know, people talk sometimes, you know, physical gold has its place, BTC, Bitcoin has its place, but, you know, it's, it's just interesting how, you know, there's just not a lot, you know, for every negative thing that gets said about Bitcoin, you could say, you could say at least one to two negative things about its, uh, maybe its counterpart, physical gold in that way. Not everything has to be, you know, or can be 100% positive. And then going back to what you mentioned about the tokenization as well, Yes, you are absolutely right. And what I really like, I suppose, about that is, you know, it just, whether it's, yeah, through you know, food stamps or, or even sort of uh, government money or taxpayer money, you know, I suppose that, you know, the, block, the blockchain or the technology of the blockchain allows for, you know, that transparency. So the average person can see, you know, has access to be able to see what's, what's going on in the process, right? Whether it's, whether it's, um, you know, seeing that, seeing the journey of the food that's come from the farm to the supermarket uh, essentially ends up on your dinner table. It, it's seeing exactly where your taxpayer money is going, you know, you know, so again, ironically, it's like, no, blockchain is not about 
about trying to hide stuff. Like actually we want, we want everything to be, you know, we, we want, we want the, the information out there for everybody to see, you know, you can be identified to your, you know, to your public wallet address. Um, there is a way to do that. I mean, excluding perhaps privacy coins and things like this, but typically with BTC Ethereum, you, you can be, you can be pinned to you know your public address so it's very much not really about things like tax evasion or anything like that in my opinion you know it's come it's come so much further you know than that it gives people a level of privacy but you know it's not it's not completely anonymous is it you know and i think yeah as you said about the tokenization and even with things like nfts now you know coming into the space and DeFi and all these you know whilst they are trends sort of nfts DeFi, are, i think they i personally think they're going to stick around you know, these things are going to stick around things, you know, the recent news of what happened with GameStop, you know, and just that sent that disgusting sort of centralized control and just, mm-hmm. and everything like that. I, I just think, yeah, the penny, the penny is dropping and, and every, everything is really just coming, coming together in kind of like sort of this climax now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just really interesting what's going to, what's going to be happening in the next sort of, sort of two, three years. Speaking of gold, you did a video on GSX. GSX, yeah. Which is a, that's a gold-backed crypto. And is that one you hold? So with GSX, that was about the idea. So they basically had a pre-sale, which I I did get involved with. Uh, I didn't invest too much. I think I invested maybe a couple of hundred dollars. I'm, 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 I got, I got a little burnt from a lot of ICOs, not too much, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, but I got burnt on a few ICOs in 2017. So I kind of, I guess, was very cautious now, I suppose, investing in, in well, talking about my, my overall exposure to just altcoins in general, things that are not Bitcoin, essentially. You know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm a Bitcoin maximalist by any, by any, in any way, but I would say that, you know, majority of my holdings or, I suppose probably 80 to 90% of my overall holdings are in BTC. Um, mm-hmm. So with that, with that being, being said, it's like, yes, GSX, I got involved in the pre-sale. I got a couple hundred dollars worth of the token. Um, but GSX, yeah, from memory, it, it's about the, I, I did, I didn't really like GSX because it, you're essentially investing in, in the token that backs the, um, the potential growth of these. Well, they were starting off with, sort of these 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 mining companies right or the so basically a, a mining company would go to a location they would sort of buy the property settle down on that property and they would sort of sign a contract to uh be involved in you know maybe extracting uh some kind of uh <laughs> hello hey, hey, hey nice to meet you uh, oh nice to meet you Hi, earl. hello hello nice to meet AKA you earl so, Yes, yes, real name's Earl. <laughs> What's that? He, he probably doesn't actually speak Japanese. Oh, I see. Yeah, no. I can. I could relate to you with a bit of Thai maybe, but I'm not. Yeah, no. I don't, yeah, the, 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 the Satoshi is from, the, the Satoshi Aoki is from uh, Steve Aoki. You know Steve Aoki, the DJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I met him once. Oh, seriously, yeah. Well, I'm not a biggest fan of his music generally, um, to be honest with you. I do like sort of a bit of techno and, and, and house music, but uh, my original name was Bitcoin Zombie Investor, which was kind of cumbersome, I think, but I kind of liked the idea of it. I couldn't come up with anything else. But then, you know, people just kept saying, you just look too much like Satoshi. Uh, sorry, you look too much like Steve Aoki. Why don't you make your name Satoshi Aoki? Rolls off the tongue better. 
you know, it, it, it would just be a better name. And I think about five different people actually said this in the early, like first two, three months of the channel where it eventually just got to a point where I couldn't sort of not change the name. I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to change the yeah. name to oh, Satoshi Aoki. Just roll with it. Yeah, roll with it. Exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, talking about the GSX, I guess with the GSX coin, the GSX coin itself, you're essentially, you're investing, you're investing Happy in the- Valentine's Day, man. Oh yes, happy Valentine's Day to you too. Yeah, I'm sorry to keep keep your husband away from you, but I'm sure he'll make up for it later. <laughs> I will. I will. As will I. As will I. Yeah, the chocolates are already. You know, the main stuff is done. Oh, nice. nice, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just touching on GSX. Yeah, I mean to really, you know, you can make it as complicated as you want. But it, with GSX coin, you're essentially investing in the idea that you you're, you believe in the success of this particular mining uh, company. They, they, they go and purchase this land, they, they set up shop or they set up a project to mine um, uh, lithium, for example, and they might be there for maybe two years. Okay, so you're essentially investing in a coin, you're essentially investing um, in, this, in the idea that this company is going to successfully make profit from setting up this, this mining ecosystem in this particular location, they purchase the land. And I guess you are by buying that particular token, you have a, a percentage of the rights to this project and and this land where they have set up this um this this temporary project, right? But they've got different ones all over the place. You can select them, mm -hmm. and you can actually from home, you can actually monitor what is going on. You can actually monitor the project in real time. Um, so yeah, they hadn't look. They had an interesting roadmap, and why I chose to work with them really is because their idea was just different. It was just a different idea, and it was I mean. I don't know if you would say it was exactly tokenization, but it was kind of a bit more traditional in the sense that it was bringing sort of uh, the like cryptocurrency and blockchain into more of a traditional idea. You know, people have been obviously mining precious metals for centuries, right? Um, Ever you... since the Anunnaki genetically engineered us and enslaved <laughs> us to do it for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. So I guess, again, talking about the Aorus, the Aorus, um, when we were talking about physical gold before and how I was saying it was bridging the gap in, you know, bringing, you know, your typical like white collar, old gray hair, physical gold, you know, a Robert Kiyosaki type, although Robert Kiyosaki is massively bullish on Bitcoin now all of a sudden, which also is quite poetic, <laughs> I think as well. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just that average, like older, older white man, he invests in, mm -hmm. in physical gold. It's bringing that stereotype into you know the crypto space and and same with you know the idea of okay you know we we've always perhaps been able to invest in i don't know what companies would like specifically exist but you know you traditionally would be able to invest in these mining these gold mining companies who would then go and mine the gold and you could you know profit from them now it's offering these kinds of investors an opportunity to do that through cryptocurrency which i think more importantly you know it's less about them investing in the gsx coin itself but you know, it's about getting this money or the, the, you know, these trillions, billions, maybe even trillions of dollars in this gold. What is it? The gold, like a, a $9 trillion industry, right? It's getting this, this capital flooding slowly, but surely into sort of the, the cryptocurrency space. So that is why I really appreciated the, these two, you know, types of companies in, in the Aorus gold and the GSX token, um, you know, yeah, they're just doing something different. Yeah, basically. the so the GSX is a little bit more of a trust-based thing. Yeah, it's actually yeah. kind of like an IPO where they are raising. That's it. 
they're Basically. raising capital, whereas Oris Gold is actually representative of a gold sitting in a vault in uh, yep. might be London, might be yes. Zurich. I, I did go, I yes. did take a gander at their at their audits, and they do yes. have they do have third party audits that yep. are done, and so that's you know failing being able to actually go to Zurich and go and look at the gold that's about mm -hmm. as close as you can get to verifying that they actually that they, that they actually do have gold and the exactly the value of their token has not uh deviated from the price of gold i know there's there's a couple of ostensible gold based tokens that have that deviate from the price of gold which has to make you kind of suspicious of those tokens yeah 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 no that's true absolutely absolutely yeah i mean yeah i again i i like yeah i like the idea of you know you know binding the cryptocurrency with with the gold markets but uh i have to say it's yeah i kind of the only time that i ever invested in in gold was actually it was it was through an app called uh i don't know if you're familiar with glint app I've heard of it, um, haven't used it. You've heard of Glint. Yeah, so it was free to order this card and I got the card, I think, and I might have it here somewhere to show you. I think this might be it here. I'll just show you what it looks like anyway. So yeah, that's the Glint card there, basically. So that's essentially another, that's a MasterCard, Master Debit card, and that attaches really simply to an app and you can just buy gold and sell it on there. And I bought him, I bought 200 pounds of gold on there. I don't even know why, just to say, to be honest, it was probably more just to say I had some gold more than anything else. And I watched the value of it for about, I think, two years. And I watched it go down and I watched it come back up. And then I ended up after like two years, just these 200 pounds I'd put in, it was exactly the same price. It was, it was still just 200 pounds. And so you know what? very satisfying. It's extremely like, I was just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to bother with this. I just, <laughs> I just withdrew it and put it in Bitcoin. I'm going to be honest because, you know, I just thought, why, why am I doing this? But I don't know. It's just, it's too conservative for me. I'm, I'm more, I'm just too much of a risk taker to be honest. And sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Got a bit more of a practical question here for somebody that's interested in taking advantage of cryptocurrency that wants to, secure a bit more uh, personal financial anti-fragility with cryptocurrency, but they don't want to have this metaphorical experience of dating a stripper. They don't want to have the, they don't want to go through the emotional roller coaster relationship mm -hmm. of uh, getting through these dramatic upswings and downswings mm -hmm. in in value, they don't want to have to be checking the the price of yes. Bitcoin every day to make sure that they're not uh, losing their children's uh, college fund or whatever. If if college course, is even course, the future, if college is even a thing in the future, what what would you recommend to <laughs> yeah to some person that wants to take advantage and do a bit of investing, but they they don't want to have to like bother learning how to read uh, the candle sticks. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally, and that's a that's a very good question. Um, yeah, that's a very good question because 
because yeah, um, for good, for better or for worse, um, a lot of people just simply do not have the time to learn about Japanese candlesticks, technical analysis, reading charts, the different, you know, the thousands of cryptocurrencies that do exist, you know, what they mean, what they do and why. They don't have time. They don't have time for it, you know. Um, as for myself, I was fortunate in that, you know, I had a plan. I set myself up in a way with my personal training business where I could, fortunately for me, I was able to be quite flexible and self-employed to give myself time to spend and educate hours and hours and hours learning about, you know, all these different things. So, and I was interested in it. So it's a different story for me, but of course, as you say, a lot of people, they don't, they just don't have the time. They, they got families, they got you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, wife, you know, crazy job, they're doing overtime, they're stressed already. The last thing they want to do is, is learn about this, this new thing called cryptocurrency. So yes, it is a totally reasonable question. And look, I think, you know, the main thing that I would say to these people is, I guess, look, I think the most, I think the most important thing, first of all, is to, you know, learn, I would even argue in saying that you don't even need to learn the basics before. I would say the most important thing is if you're interested in it and you don't know a lot, just make a start and make an account with a third-party platform such as, you know, crypto.com or, or Coinbase or, you know, BlockFi, or there's plenty of them out there, right? But just a more reputable one. You don't need to go into getting like a ledger hardware wallet straight off the bat or anything like that. But I would say, you know, go, go for a reputable third-party application, make an account, and just put, you know, what you can afford to one very small transaction into Bitcoin. It's as simple as that. Bitcoin is the, it's the king of crypto. It has the highest market capital. It is the most decentralized out of all the cryptocurrencies, right? It has that 11 year positive track record of price appreciation. Okay. The mm -hmm. data is there. The data is transparent and invest something like $50. I think you can invest as little as maybe even $20, 20 US dollars into Bitcoin. Um, again, not financial advice, but that, that's my personal opinion, because as I said to you before, that's the first step. Don't worry too much. Okay. I mean, think about what you spend and I me mean, talking to the average person, maybe out there listening out, think about what do you spend $20 on? You go buy a couple of drinks out of the pub on the weekend. You've already spent more than 20 bucks. All right. And you're just deteriorating your health, you know, and, and building up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't wanna... pretty cheap yeah. here in Bulgaria. You, uh, I'm at, you not in Bulgaria. Not, not, it is to drink not, here. <laughs> not in Bulgaria. No, no, no. This is not for a Bulgarian audience. Okay. Maybe, maybe 20 beers, 20 beers, but maybe Zurich, Zurich, maybe Zurich then. Yeah. Somewhere like Zurich. Yeah. That's Switzer probably like Switzerland. Zurich. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Yeah. But even, you know, so it's like, you know, think about what you'd spend $20 on and, you know, don't think of it as, oh, I'm going to spend $20 and potentially lose the money. Just you're taking that. It's an investment in yourself just to get started. All right. Because I think it's really important to get that foot in the door. Because as I was saying to you before, you make that that's a symbolic investment. You invest even as little as it's not about that starting amount, whether it's $20, 30, 40, $50, you take, you're getting a foot in the door. And by doing that, you're going to just bring yourself into the space. You're going to start doing a bit of very light education, light monitoring of the price. You're not, it's not a lot of pressure to be under. Okay. Most people can probably afford to lose $20. Okay. Most average people can. So I would say, yeah, making a start is the most important thing. And then I think after you make a start, I think it's about really just understanding that, you know, bit, you know, Bitcoin, there's a, there's a, there's a bigger picture around Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. It, 
Bitcoin was not created to get you or I rich. Bitcoin was created to, you know, democratize money in a sense. It was to give more power back to the average person. It was to take, you know, take a bit of power away from maybe tyrannical governments or sort of, um, you know, big businesses or, you know, it was to give, you know, it was kind of like a Robin Hood situation. It was just to mm -hmm. give a bit more back to the average person. You know, this is, this is a message that this is a thing. This is something that, that most people that get into Bitcoin the first time they won't understand. They'll hear about a friend that made some money, made millions from Bitcoin. And they'll think, oh, that sounds interesting. I can become rich from putting money in Bitcoin. So I'll do it. I'll invest in this fancy digital currency called Bitcoin because it might make me, you know, uh, 5x on my money in a year's time. And that's great, right? But that's not the main reason. That is just a, a byproduct, okay? So I think the the stress, I suppose, where you were saying before, the, the stress and the insecurity um, of not being able to uh, hand, the average person not being able to handle the volatility of seeing a BTC go to 20K and then drop to 3,000 in the space of a year and then sell or people, you know, unfortunately buying at 20K when they think it's going to go to 12017 and then selling on the way down at 3K when they think it's going to go to zero because so much mainstream media is saying that's what's going to happen. These people, unfortunately, they don't have, they don't, they, they get into Bitcoin, they got into Bitcoin for the wrong reason and they failed to educate themselves on the simple fact that Bitcoin, you know, talking about Bitcoin specifically and some of the top altcoins, they are a long game, all right? They are a long game. You need to, you know, it doesn't all happen at once, but you need to slowly start to realize and understand the bigger picture. It's not a short-term thing, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, some of these higher cap altcoins, they're going to be around for a long time. And I guess if you just understand the reasoning behind, like why do we have cryptocurrency? Why do we have Bitcoin? It is that democratization of money. It is giving more transparency and power back to the average person. It, it is, you know, allowing you to transact with your friend or your neighbor or your family member peer to peer without the need for the intervention of that third party taxing you time and money to do so. You know, it, it is giving you the ability to not have to go through your bank if you don't want to. You know, it's giving you the ability to get better rewards, um, better than negative interest rates from your bank or better than I think on my savings account at HSBC in the, HSBC in the UK, I'm getting a 0.05% per annum, right? Crypto.com. Pitiful, but I'm getting 6% comfortably on my crypto.com app. You know, it's all of the, it's all of these things, you know, all of these reasons. I think the average person in order to, for them to, you know, deal with the fluctuation and the swings of price is to understand what is the deeper, what is the true raw deep meaning of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency? Why is it good for the average person as a society? And I think when people truly, you know, believe that or they can convince themselves of that, at least for myself, it enables you to deal with the, it, it, it makes you understand that the price swings are kind of irrelevant, okay? If the price of BTC is maybe at what, 49K now, it could drop to 40K. There's probably some people that bought now at 49K and there's probably gonna be some people that freak out and they sell at 40K. When I'm looking at Bitcoin, I don't care what the price is doing. I firmly believe, you know, based off, you know, based off expert analysis, TA analysis and, and fundamental analysis that we're going to see 100K BTC at the end of this year. Whatever happens in between then, whether Bitcoin drops to 20K, which I don't think it will, whether it goes to 70K, back to 40K, back to 50, back to, back to 35, I don't care. I don't personally care. I, because I know that big picture, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit that 100K. 
or around 100K probably at the end of this year. I mean, I personally made the prediction at the start of this year that we'd see a minimum 50K BTC. That was my prediction. Of the, my prediction at the, at the end of 20, at the start of 2020 was that we'd see a 20K at the end of 2020. We saw that. My prediction at the start of 2021 is that we'd see a minimum 50K at the end of 2021. We're pretty much already there. So I've changed that prediction to 100, right? Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, ideal, you know, arguably the biggest visionary of our entire time, okay, has just in, invested 1.5 billion into BTC, okay? From what does that- a vote of confidence. Exactly, it's a vote of confidence. It's a green light. PayPal, you can, you know, not in every country yet, but you can buy, sell, hold cryptocurrency. You know, Visa, MasterCard have green-lighted cryptocurrency for so long. Um, you know, what, what, you know, micro strategy entering, you know, it, you know, I think their entire cash portfolio into Bitcoin, um, you know, these companies are doing this because they're, they're seeing the value, the intrinsic value in BTC. And again, I know I've, I know I've said it two or three times, but I guess it's just it's so important that the, the average person, you know, that's going to get scared when they bought Bitcoin at 49K today and when they see the price of, of Bitcoin drop down to 40K, if it ever does, right, don't freak out. They don't freak out because the price, the price movement may have changed, okay, but the fundamental value of it hasn't changed. You've got to understand BTC will be at 49K. If BTC drops to 40K, the only thing that's going to happen is that more of these institutional investors, hedge funds, et cetera, they're just buying more, okay? All they're doing is just adding to their positions, and it's that, it's that adding to their positions, and it's this institutional money, billions of dollars publicly flowing into the space now, which I personally believe is going to create that support level to the price, which is which has really never been seen before. It, I guess it's what makes that 2017 bubble different to now, uh, us being in 2021 now. We didn't have the mass institutional money propping up that support level price above 20,000. Now we've got it. It's here. You can publicly see you know, the billions of dollars entering the space, you know, um, investing in Bitcoin now is going to be like investing in Amazon, Apple, these internet startups, you know, back, back in sort of the 90s when they sort of just started out. Okay. So yeah, I guess to really summarize, I know it's a bit elaborate, but you know, for the average person watching, you don't need to spend, you don't need to spend time worrying about trading. You don't need to spend time worrying about the volatility, open a wallet, Take your first step, buy a little bit of Bitcoin and just understand the value, the value in cryptocurrency is not some, it's not just some, it's not about some random digital currency that can just make you rich overnight. That can happen and it's a byproduct. It's a positive byproduct for you as an investor when you choose to invest in the BTC space. But take some time, and it's not a lot of time, but take some time and listen to a few influencers and people that know their stuff about cryptocurrency and understand the, the the real value of cryptocurrency why it was created it was to give power back to the average person and it was just to democratize money in a fairer way create transparency between nations you know break down borders that kind of thing so there's a real you know there's a real value you know there's a real value there's a moral mission it's a moral mission, absolutely. So when you invest, exactly right. So when you invest in cryptocurrency, you are in, you are investing in, you know, in the support of this moral mission. Okay, you're investing, you're in, you're supporting the growth of this space, and that's how I think about it. So as I said before, when I see these dips and, flu and fluctuations and everything like that, it doesn't bother me, not a single bit, because I, I'm watching what's happening on a fundamental level. 
but it's funny, isn't it? It's so interesting. You know, BTC price moves, it drops 10K. Oh my God, people freak out. You'll get DMs and everything. Oh, what do I do? What do I do? It's dropping in price. Don't worry. You've just got to focus on the fundamentals. Don't be swung up by the price. And, you know, again, for that average person, you know, you don't need to spend a lot of time, just dollar cost average. You know, you work your nine to five, whatever job you have, you know, again, not financial advice, but you could invest something like five to 10% of what you would normally save and dollar cost average into something like Bitcoin or Ethereum. Okay, for the long term, see it as an investment, just like you would into a normal savings account, because again, it comes back to that, that whole risk and the irony behind that risk thing. People are so, oh, no, 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 it's too risky. I'm just going to put all my savings in cash which just over time gets vigorously eaten up, depending on what country you're in, gets eaten up through inflation. So again, you, you choose to save 100% of your wealth from your job in cash, you're pretty much accepting the fact that your currency, your government currency, your government paper currency is just gonna be devalued over time, all right? Bitcoin's a deflationary model, it's literally been doing, BTC has, and it's not an idea, it's not a speculation, you know, people think, oh, I get this argument as well, oh, you know, ah, uh, how do we know Bitcoin's going to be successful? Um, will Bitcoin be something successful? Bitcoin already is successful. This is what people don't understand. People that invested in Bitcoin in, in 09 and 010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 and held, if they invested enough, they're financially free now. It's done the job for these people already. All right. The job is already done. Bitcoin for many people is already a success story. So it's not about is Bitcoin going to be a thing? is a thing it already has become a thing and in my opinion it's it's not even started it's gonna continue to be a thing and the people that are holding long term you know holding bitcoin and the right cryptocurrencies long term you're gonna experience some really fruitful gains um in the long term you know to return to my really classy metaphor if it feels like dating a stripper understand that this stripper is going to grow up to become the queen of england when, <laughs> yeah. when the when it replaces the dollar the u.s dollar as the world reserve currency which exactly. at this point is uh, is about as predictable as the sun rising in the morning i believe so i believe so i mean you know, this this kind of information, as you talk about the global reserve currency, it's not, again, coming back to, you know, the average person, the person that is afraid, you know, of the volatility that can't handle that, you know, mainstream media only focuses on price action with Bitcoin, primarily as far as, I'm not that I, I'm not, look, I, I just believe the general consensus or, you know, the general focus of mainstream media around cryptocurrency and Bitcoin is, oh my God, Bitcoin, is at 40k oh my god bitcoin's finished it dropped to 20k that's it they own they focus primarily on price action but price action is not it's not relevant what's relevant is the, the what's fundamentally going on with bitcoin who's buying in and for what reasons you know is, is it a good thing for our society okay so um yeah but there is information out there i mean many banks now as well are you know offering to hold they're offering to hold your cryptocurrency within their bank vaults now many it's like a domino effect right bank by bank any any banks that are not that do not have a pro cryptocurrency department will be obsolete in the next five years that is a fact any banks that are not pro cryptocurrency in the next something. five to ten years 
they will be obsolete. They will not be around anymore. All right. Banks now, you know, bank, you got to think the elitists, you know, the elitists who own the banks or like, you know, you got your, your Warren Buffett's and thing and, and these kinds of people who are so anti-cryptocurrency, these kinds of elitists now are starting to actually, re the ones that tried to fight, fight the, un I like to, I always like to call it an unstoppable tidal wave force. They, they're trying to stop it, you know, they're trying to stop it, but they can't, they can't stop the onslaught you know, of Bitcoin and the right cryptocurrency. So these kinds of people, they, they tried to stop it for 11 years. Oh no, we're trying to stop it. We can't, you know, we, we can't. And, and now, now they see what's going on, right? Again, Elon Musk, richest man in the world, biggest visionary, invest 1.5 billion, the biggest green light. You know, I'm also a big Tesla investor and have been for a long time. So again, that was just so poetic for me to see that happen. And these kinds of elitists, these traditional bankers, Warren Buffett, they try to, you know, you don't know what these people are really thinking, okay? They're like, you got your Peter Schiff types, right? They say, oh no, you can't invest in Bitcoin, yada, yada, yada. But you don't know if they're holding, they're probably holding Bitcoin for all we know, okay? They can't. A lot of these people that say that they are anti-cryptocurrency, they can't. A lot of these people can't just come out and say, oh, we bought some Bitcoin because it sets up a, 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 it sets a bit of a, um, a precedent with, with their community who are so anti-crypto and so into gold because it perhaps threatens you know, using Peter Schiff, and ex Peter Schiff as an example, it threatens that gold industry, that business. And then, it, you know, you put fear into the people. So these elitists have to be careful about what they're making, what information they're disclosing about their portfolio to the public. You don't know exactly who is in their ear, but you can know, that you, what you do know is that these Warren Buffett types who, you know, they've got people in their ear saying, you know, Bitcoin, he's not stupid, you know, he might act like he doesn't know anything, but you don't, you, you, you don't have to be living under a rock like they, like a lot of these elitists now, the people, the people that are afraid of losing their wealth from Bitcoin becoming a thing, are now starting to understand that actually, Bitcoin is a better vessel for making money than our traditional way of finance, how we were making money, okay, so all the elitists at the very top that been trying to push bitcoin down for so long they're all jumping ship now one by one one by one they're all jumping ship okay and once they all jump ship and the ones that don't they're going to sink all right and once that happens right next year maybe at 2022 2023 the price will skyrocket over 100k and that's when that retail money is going to flood in. And then it green lights for the average person to say, hey, the bottleneck's been broken. BTC's over 100K. Warren Buffett just came out and said, hey, I've actually just bought 100, 100 billion in Bitcoin. And then all of his investors and supporters jump on. And that's when it's happy days. Everyone, because you got in at the right time. You know? Sure. I'll, yeah. I'll add in conclusion here. I, I really like what you suggest, which is invest five or 10%, which you can Just probably afford, yeah. aff afford to lose. And, exactly. and, and I contend that the, the best way really to start building a nest egg of crypto is to get paid in 
crypto to offer oh, something yeah. uh to we we live in one of the the economy is kind of crappy uh almost everywhere but we still live in one of the very best times to mm -hmm. be some sort of entrepreneur or freelancer or have some kind of gig that you're doing so i urge people to accept crypto for to start some kind of business if they mm -hmm. don't have one already and accept crypto currency exactly like 100%. i uh just built a website for a client of mine that is breeding south african boarbells which okay. are these these giant uh aggressive dogs these are these dogs that they bred in africa okay. to fight lions and protect oh. farms okay. like the okay. most awesome dog that money can buy and i told yeah. him and he was curious about cryptocurrency and and he was like well what should i buy and i was like just sell puppies for cryptocurrency and the totally. these, these puppies run about three thousand dollars so i'm like yeah wow. just just uh, that's the way that you can start to build up your your nest egg. And that's really what I am trying to support and encourage with Marketplace Gold, which did you take a look at the website? Yeah, 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 I had a brief squeeze. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm going to have oh, to look at it in more thanks. detail. But yeah, no, I did. Absolutely. And I'll continue to check it out more. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So I would just encourage everybody to add a listing to Marketplace Gold if they're a freelancer or a business manager, or mm -hmm. if they have a brick and mortar type business, it's got a real nice geo directory where people can find you on a world map. And this weekend, I just implemented a cross-referencing feature where people can cross-reference by over 40 different coins for businesses Amazing. that if people have a lot of light, yeah, people got Litecoin and they want to buy a puppy, then yeah, buy, yeah. <laughs> then we can, we can make that happen on, on my website. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, I'll have to, um, I'll definitely have to have you for a podcast on um, my channel as well. Next we'll, we'll get that set up as well to, to learn more about that as well. That would be, if, if you're up for it as well, that would be awesome. Cause yeah, yeah. it's a great, it's a, yeah. It's a great concept and a great business idea and definitely something that I guess, yeah, it's definitely a gap that needs to be filled what you're doing there. That's a fantastic idea. Get paid in cryptocurrency. I guess, you know, it's a bit of a leap of faith. Sure. But again, coming back to that thing of if you get that real value of why, why, why do we hold cryptocurrency? Why are we adopting to this new you know, digital economy? Then you, if you truly believe in that idea, then, you know, taking the punt on getting paid or your business getting paid or transactioned in crypto, hell, you know, I'm, I do it. I do it. I, I, uh, you know, I always, I always want to um, accept payment in cryptocurrency if I can, as much as I possibly can. Absolutely. And, uh, and totally. Yeah. It's, it's a great concept. So you being able to facilitate that, that movement on that level. I mean, that's amazing. My website is not a, it's not a middleman. It's not like a, an SEO yeah. 
or anything like that. I don't want the ethical hazard of sure, <laughs> taking, sure. taking people's money and then promising oh, cool. to give it to someone else. My website is just a yeah. place where people can add listings for free and then yeah. find someone to deal with. Sure. But you're, yeah, you're still facilitating it, but not in a way where you're connect, you're essentially connecting, aren't you? You're, you're, you're making relationships and things like that. Right. That's well. the play. That's the play. Yeah. Well, I've got yeah. a couple of other questions for you, but sure. I think those would be best to maybe save for a future conversation okay. podcast that we can do. So I would just suggest that people go and check out the Satoshi Aoki YouTube channel. His videos are nice and short and succinct, as I said. And like I said, he makes some good recommendations. So I will link to that below this podcast. And then do you have a website, a newsletter, anything like that going on? I don't have a website or a newsletter just yet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I appreciate that support, Jonathan. I mean, yeah, if you just head over onto the channel and, you know, if you like what you see, feel free to sub um, and, and keep up to date with that. Uh, I've just got my Telegram group, just free Telegram group. If you want to, you know, if you like chatting, it's nothing too serious. It's nothing specific. We just have people in there that, you know, we talk about, you know, trading bots and, um, you know, crypto debit cards, crypto, Bitcoin. It's nothing it's not like spam or anything like that. Um, we're kind of very anti all of that stuff, but it's really just a bit of a, I guess, yeah, just a free support group. So if people are having, you know, some technical issues with, I don't know, anything to do with crypto, different companies, third parties or whatever, there's normally someone in that group that has probably had that same issue and can kind of help with the resolution. Because sometimes I think, you know, whilst cryptocurrency is great, a lot of these third Oh, I would say some are great, but you've got a lot of third-party platforms. I'm just going to use Coinbase as an example. Um, customer service is virtually non-existent. <laughs> um, oh, really? And, with Coinbase? Uh, yeah. Not that I've had like any major issues with Coinbase myself, but it's like they don't have a chat, for example. And I just, I don't know, not to go into it too much, but I just think that, you know, a lot of hesitation, um, yeah, I guess, you know, You'd expect a third-party application in crypto, not even in crypto, but just anything where people are taking the risk to invest their money. You want someone on the other side, you know, there to at least be able to respond to your query within the hour with something helpful, you know, a next step or something, if not on the phone, right? People want to know, you know, that they can chat to someone because there are technical issues in cryptocurrency and, and third parties. You know, it happens, you know, you make mistakes, things go wrong but you want to know that you can get this stuff resolved. Um, maybe not right away, but you want to know that the company is there to help you out through a chat system or something like that, right? And I just think, yeah, in crypto in general, it's like, it's definitely gotten better, but with some companies, it can be a bit like, generally, you know, if you choose the right company, they're going to get back to you eventually, but sometimes it can take a long time or they don't, you know, they're not doing their best to solve the issue and everything like that. So I guess my Telegram group is is a space where, you know, we're not giving financial advice necessarily or we're not, I suppose, experts, but we, we, we're just real people that have been through a lot of these issues before and, you know, we just help each other out. It's really just yeah, what, it, there's what it's all about. Fifteen people in the group, so it's a decent place to avail yeah. yourself of the wisdom of crowds. Yeah, exactly. And just to connect with some other people, yeah, that are just doing crypto stuff, just average people, you know, that are just doing crypto stuff, just, you know, just like the average person. So, so yeah, just, you know, 
jump on my Telegram group. It's free. Sub to the channel if you like the content. Um, as for a website, uh, yeah, that's something I'm going to have to get working on at some point. Um, I'm thinking about yep. doing it. You, know, you never know when YouTube is going to kill your channel. Randomly. I know. I know. It's happened I to know. me twice now. So you need to, Seriously? Uh, need yeah, to diversify, true. diversify where you're at online. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're hundred percent right. You're exactly right. And that, yeah, I guess the, yeah, I got Twitter as well, but yeah, I guess if you can connect with me on telegram, if anything else you know, happens with the, the YouTube, we can kind of uh, still, still stay connected and I can work out how to proceed. So yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, have a fantastic and romantic Valentine's romantic day, day there with your lady. Uh, maybe she can make an appearance the next time. Yeah, sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. We can do that. We can make that happen. Definitely. Definitely. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have another, we'll have another chat. I'll get you on the channel as well and talk to you about, uh, about your projects as well. And um, yeah, hopefully we can keep this a, a nice sort of, uh, you know, ongoing relationship. So no, it's been great. It's been good fun. I've really enjoyed it. That's what it's all about. Okay. I'm Jonathan with Marketplace Gold. Looking forward to a conversation with you and everyone else.